be honest, remove the ego, train right, there you go. Yeah, that's again, that's all mindset, isn't it? It's the same as we're talking about with the other stuff. It's just in your head. You, even though it matters to literally no one, no one cares. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just were like, oh, well, I benched. I benched. It's like me saying my one rep max on bench is 120. It's like, aye, it was a year ago. Yeah, so the numbers now. <laughs> it's not right, now. We'll need to look at other numbers so you can, what's your three, two, three, or five rep max? Right, we'll look at those numbers yeah, and work yeah. from there. But people just have this like mythical number in their head a lot of the time and refuse to accept that it might be different from and that. It's a whole when you speak to a 40 year old guy, yeah, I was a black belt. I'm a black belt. All right. How much are you? Well, I've done it when I was nine. Aye, this is it. Yeah, it's like, well. It's, like, okay. it's, it's not like being the president where you're always the president. Do you know what I mean? Aye. You're like, mm hmm. Okay, pal. Welcome to Gains and Pains with Scott McLaughlin and Colin McGibbon in association with Just Train and a ton of coffee, where we get together each week to talk health, fitness and some absolute nonsense. Hiya. See, it's so much nicer when you actually give me a heads up that you're about to hit the record button, <laughs> instead of me though. saying something really inappropriate, <laughs> and then the look at <laughs> your face of, <laughs> got you again. <laughs> hey, we're back. Yes. Episode 33, or as we just went, 33, 33, like some sort of There's a really old bad joke about um, this kind of English businessman, I'm going to tell it right, but it's really bad and I can't even remember the proper punchline. Is it offensive? Is it a proper like, Bernard Manning? No, it's not (laughs) offensive, no. And I can't even remember (laughs) the end of it, right? (laughs) You're setting that up well though, it sounds amazing. Aye. And supposedly this kind of this businessman's like that to this daft Irish farmer. He's like, oh, you, he's like, ah, you you can't add. And he's like, ah, look, he's like, um, I bet you can't add make make ninety nine from anything out in this field. And he goes, yeah. And it's he starts talking. He gets he gets some mud and he throws it on a on a tree. He picks up another bit of mud, throws it on a tree. He picks up another bit of mud, throws it on a tree. And he goes, look, dirty tree, dirty tree, and dirty tree makes ninety nine. Oh, it was really bad. I mean, yeah. something I heard from an old man's pub years ago. <laughs> And wait a minute, how long have we been recording? Uh, I don't know. 50 seconds? 50 seconds. Cool. I think this might be the record for the most number of listeners to un- to basically switch off after 50 seconds. Aye, like Scott's telling a bad joke that you can't remember the punchline to or the setup. See ya. Right, <laughs> See right, you next right. week. Skip. <laughs> we'll put it in the notes. Aye. Just, but just skip, skip forward skip a minute. Skip the first 60 seconds, aye. Uh, yeah, I remember. It's like the Mr. Kipling joke that I can't remember either. I just remember the, the punchline being something about pumping cream into salt. Right. <laughs> I seem to remember it being really funny though. You can make your own joke with that. Though. I think you can make plenty of jokes <laughs> with that. Eh? You know what? It's not, no offence mate, but it's not quite the same not having Kathleen here this week. I know. I know. I feel she, she classed the place up a little bit she last week. <laughs> I mean, no offence to our previous guest, but Kathleen really was the best. Well, yes. Yeah. Emma needs to come back on and up her game next time. Ah, I mean, that bitch has let herself go recently. She's, I mean, fuck me, man. Just, she really <laughs> needs to up her level. Did just say that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm editing yeah. that bit and sending it directly to <laughs> you. <laughs> I mean, you know, she gets a wee bit of advice. Buggers off back to CrossFit. Trains on said advice. Hits loads of new personal base. 
And all we get is a way of a thank you as she tags gains and pains on her wee <laughs> post and post. Aye. Very good, Emma. Very good. Aye. Well, you know. Just, I just don't know what to say to that, mate. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Other than she's probably going to stab you next time she's in. <laughs> in fact, actually, um, I was teaching some of the Olympic listeners the other day and I actually meant to send her a message about something because it was, um, was kind of tweaking her technique. Right. That it was basically... It's weak in a coaching queue and it'll be basically can she wriggle her toes? Right. And then she I started to stop standing on them first. Aye. Dancing and, about on them. And then I then I started laughing when I was thinking well, I was driving to work this morning, I'm like, oh I need to message her about that. And then I started laughing because I remember Gary's joke yesterday. What was that? <laughs> how, how do you make your girlfriend's toes uh, toes curl? What? Pump her wear tights on. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> <laughs> Jokey joke joke. Lols. You, you you didn't pause that there to try and give me a lecture about what I was saying. I'm just for for clarification, I wasn't thinking of Emma in that sense, right? I was thinking I need to, I need to remember sending a wee tip about the coaching cue about can you wriggle your toes when you're in the hang position? And then I started laughing because Gary's joke yesterday. Yes, and on a completely unconnected note. Yes. Right, okay. The only clarify. connection with curling toys, that was all. Got you, with okay. you now. Right, excellent. That off-air production meeting was completely pointless now. <laughs> <laughs> because we had lost our train of thought in terms of where we were going, so aye. Ah, well, no great fucking shite. Surprise there. No. Where are we going today? Fitness testing. Yes. By which you mean... Oh, right, I thought you were going to say something there. No, that was a question. Oh, By which like, you mean... Like... Sorry. Fitness testing like testing your fitness or your training or your sport. Where, what are you testing? Why are you testing? And what are you doing with the results? It's it's something you see a lot of, and it's look, my daughter's netball team. Um, I hope that none of them are listening. In fact, no, do you know what? Not. I kind of do because I hope they can learn from it. Learn some horrendous profanity from it. Yeah. Do you right. Side note, right? Do you know what it was last week? We didn't hardly. swear nearly as much as we normally do. I know. <laughs> Kathleen, you See, made us better people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Showing a bit of respect to the ladies there. Yeah. <laughs> and we're back to ourselves this yep, week. Sorry. So fuck that shit. <laughs> <laughs> but I so my daughter came out of netball the other week and I'm going, Oh, we've got a fitness test coming up soon. We had the first test tonight and then we're going to do it in a few more weeks. Right. Right, okay. Um, what's the test? Well, to see how many sit ups we could do and push ups we could do in a minute. Right, okay. Hmm. Okay. What for? She went, uh, don't actually know. Just cause. Yeah. I'm going, so, what's the kind of benchmark? Is it, well, just to see how how, like the, how many we can do in the time frame. Like, right, okay. And I've turned around and went, how many of you can all do like, a full body push up? Oh, there's only like um, myself and I think one other girl that can do full body push ups aye right and the rest don't need to do it from the knees yeah right okay so how many full body push ups can you do I'd be like, I can only do like one or two right so if that's all you can manage then you've got to drop to your knees mm-hmm. so what's the point we're testing that right so you're doing a full body push up for two reps and you have to drop to your knees right okay another girl we popped the other girls from the knees so they set a standard benchmark of numbers that if you go from two to four, yep, you've doubled your numbers. What about people that if they do 45 from their knees Aye. and then they only do 46? Yeah. Uh, but what are they doing with the numbers? And we're going, 
Would there be better? Co- no, 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 no. They said they have to focus on the quality as well, but right. it's not about the numbers. No, well, if they've told a, if you've turned round and right, Colin, I say, Colin, I want you to do as many deadlifts as possible in a minute. Yeah. Your 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 goal, <clears throat> your mindset is maximum numbers. Yep. When you test that in say four weeks time, yep. your goal is now beat the previous number. Yep. It's totally number focused, number mm-hmm. driven. So, so how can you say it's it not like number driven? Aye, it's, it's a number driven target, but you're now telling the kids it's not number driven, and you have to focus on quality and going. And then, so that that's my first issue. They go and you're sending out the wrong images because it's kids especially adults are just as bad, but kids will really bastardize it Aye. to the point that <clears throat> you're tired. I'm really tired, man. Sorry. Oh, you be delicate <laughs> snowflake. I apologise in advance. So. Kids, if you tell a kid, right, but what you, like I used to do it in my martial art classes, you get two lines lining up, you've got to run down, do 20 kicks, 20 push ups, and then sprint back, high yep. five your partner, next one goes. First team first team to win doesn't get 20, doesn't get, say, 50 push ups, right? Yep. All right, okay, so they run down. What do they do for kicks? We kind of flex. What do they do for push ups? Like head bop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, boop. No push ups. Like, no, 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 it doesn't count. So as soon as you give the kids that competitiveness Aye. for that number, they're, they're going to try and do, they'll do anything to beat that number. Absolutely going to cheat. Aye, they're going to do it. They would all do it. Most adults will do it. Yep. Hell, look at CrossFit and their chin-ups. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's that way that what parameters are you putting in to drive quality? Yeah. None. And then more to the point, right? So, if we are, if we take you... Brian and myself. Yes. Our goal right now, get a bit bigger, get a bit stronger, get a bit fitter. Mm-hmm. So our numbers are going up every week. If we when we can, the basic protocol we've, we're running with is if we can manage three sets of eight at a particular weight on front squats, if it feels difficult and you start to struggle with the last, you no, know, like your kind of technique starts to break down near the end. Yep. You stick with that weight until it becomes easy. Right. Can you manage three sets of eight with all eight reps? Good technique. Yeah, maybe a wee bit of grinding at the end just to try and get those last two reps out. Yep. But if you can still manage it, yep, progress up through the way because yeah. it's a marker that you've achieved a minimum standard now to, for progression. Right. So, but for the fitness testing for netball, sit ups and push ups. What, what? 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 What does that do? Yeah. What does it benefit? Is it actually going to benefit them for netball? How does a push up make you better at netball? Aye. You're passing a ball from a chest pass. Yeah. But. Throw it. Further, it's maybe. an inflatable ball. <laughs> it's not going to make that. The impact in terms of their physical performance. Is it going to help? Yeah. No. Um, and it can have to lead on from there. So, really, as a coach of any club or anything. You've got to think, why are you doing it? Is it because you don't have a clue what you're doing? <laughs> is it because you think, oh, this is going to be really good? Because if we can get children doing 20 push-ups and now doing 30 push-ups, they've improved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've improved at what? Push-ups. Yeah. That's not going to change their standard for netball. Like, start looking at more sports-specific Yeah. test results. Like kettlebell lifting. Your, 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 your aim is to lift... To do more reps. So what do you do in the test? You do the exact sport lift. Yeah. Did you do more reps? No. You have not improved. Yeah. Did you do more reps? Yes. You've improved. Aye. You may pick 
for example, a part of that lift, for it could be like instead of snatch, you do swings, has a number of swing, can you now swing 100 reps instead of 50? Yep, there you go, you're improving, your back's getting stronger, your grip's getting better. Yeah. It's measurable data, but also you can take the data and go to that, well, wait a minute now, my numbers haven't improved, right? What have we been doing with our training? And you can learn from it and go, right, that, what we've been doing has had no carryover, it's had no benefit. Yeah. So yeah, have we wasted time? Some of these fitness tests, if they're going to batter them into the ground, and um, we're talking before off air about the kind of use and abuse. Yeah. If all you do is abusing them through fitness, aye, where's the improvement? But then you find out that in a lot of cases that is what they're doing. It's just aye. a total identical one size fits all. Regardless of the sport, regardless of what it is, they're going to go. Aye, do a bunch of push ups. I'll get you warmed up. That'll get you moving. Mm-hmm. Do a bunch of sit ups because they're hugely useful for everyone. Yeah, uh, do sit ups, uh, push ups because. Uh, and a straight because, away, aye, you look because. at some. You look at a, if you look at a sports team's fitness test, it tells you everything about their current level of knowledge. Yeah, and you're going, you're miles behind, like years behind what you're not aye. even thinking about what you're doing. You're just doing what you were told to do twenty years ago, and what their coach was told to do forty aye. years ago. Well, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, in the fairness, a lot of cases, the folk who are coaching these teams are just parents and stuff who Aye. who don't have like sports specific qualifications mm-hmm. and stuff so as you say they are just going oh that's what I did when I played football when yeah. I was a boy so it's good enough for them do you know what I mean so it's, it's it's having that it's having more knowledge I suppose like if you're going to go into doing that it's great that you're volunteering your time and all the rest oh superb yeah in an ideal world, go and do a bit more research, but, go and check aye. out sort of different areas of But um, don't start stepping out your area of expertise. Aye, aye, it's fine, it's, it's stay in your lane and all that, mm. but broaden your knowledge base yeah. in a sensible way. And just stop and think, what, why are we doing something? What is, what is it we're doing? Why are we doing it and how's that going to actually affect it? Aye. Is it going to have any measurable impact that we can go, right, that's made it better? Yeah. The problem yeah. is when you get folk who are qualified in these positions and so-called qualified coaches and sports people who still do the same shit and just get kids doing all the same stuff just because they're lazy and they can't be bored doing it in you. Aye. Because they can just rock up with their trackie on and go, aye, go, run about, do that, do this. Aye, another 20 laps of the field, boys. Oh. Yeah. Right, you're going to measure the boys for a 10k run. Right. Doesn't really work. See the bleep test? Bleep test can work with a modified bleep test where you've got like you run like run forward and you've got to go sideways on the way back and stuff or right, jump okay. backwards. That's more applicable to football because you don't you're in football your your pace isn't the same pace the whole thing through a match. Yeah, you're not just sprinting forward huh? and turning on a dime and then sprinting backwards all the time. You you're, look at Lionel Messi, all he does is does he just walk? No. He'll walk for large parts of the game because they're thirty three year old, they're thinking, right we need to kind of preserve his energy reserves and his ability. Yeah. So what we'll do is we'll get him walking for the almost parts of the game and he'll only sprint when he needs to. Aye. So he's going from like, walking pace to sprint pace to jog. Yeah. Or you've got the Swedish fart leg training which is walk, jog, sprint. Right. Um, And again, it's more applicable to the fitness test and rather than just, right boys, 5k run or 10k run. Look, Aye. These guys, you, you, you add an interval training to somebody that's used to running for hours and that can mess them up really fast yeah. in terms of their fitness because they're like wow because they're not used to being able to put in that max effort sprint yep. and or the change of direction and the, and the deceleration and then be able to recover during yep. the kind of walk of the jog pace and they're not used to it Aye. Um, so put that in their train they'll get the benefit Yep. and it's it just it really makes you kind of question what they're all doing and look, look, in terms of weightlifting you push your test to get stronger 
Test your one, right, Max? Yeah, so I was going to say, like, on that note, like, first of all, like, sports-specific things, you'd be looking at, like, testing, again, weightlifting, one rep max. Um, if it was football or something, I don't know, what, what, what would you be looking to test there? How would you how would you gauge that? For football, I mean, there's certain things you can do, like, like you've got a different kind of agility drills, like in and out of cones and stuff, mm-hmm. or you could have it with a... For me, if you want to train agility, you've got to have a stimulus there, so... You might have somebody coming in for a tackle or even just to kind of provide, you know, kind of, they'll shimmy to the left or the right to try and block you and you've got to kind of, you've got to dodge one way fake and go the other way. Yeah. Things like that, but you could do that as a part of a shuttle run and, and time them. Yeah. Because I know they've done that with Cristiano Ronaldo before getting in out of cones and stuff Aye. and just to check the distance, how fast, because I think they tested him with a 100 metre sprinter, 100 metre sprinter won the straight line, right? Yeah. But seeing as they put it onto agility in terms of going like zigzag. Yeah. Ronaldo and absolutely annihilated the sprinter because the sprinter was only used to one dimension straight line scored but, straight line uh, as fast as you can but the moment he had to decelerate and then push off to change yep. to go to the other side the guy couldn't the guy couldn't transition whereas Ronaldo very rarely lost any speed yeah and again one of the reasons why he's one of the best in the world yeah and it's so it's looking at that kind of sports that kind of specificity so would you look at that as a, a as a, a testing so would you like be coming back to that like every month or six months and timing that or is it just a case of here's the drill you're going to do we're going to work at it yeah, go away and practice that it. kind of thing does it need to be reviewed or is it a case of um, you just practice it and I think personally I think, I think it does need to be reviewed because you, you want to know if you've only got say four hours of practice on the, on, the, on a training day mm-hmm. how much time if you're spending say 20 minutes on this drill yep. if you don't measure it or sorry if you do measure it say in six weeks time and you can see an improvement it works. Yeah. There you go. The athlete is has has there been a benefit to the athlete? Mm-hmm. Yes. Brilliant. If there's absolutely no benefit or it's yeah. detrimental to performance, then if you didn't test it, you're going to leave that in their training and you're wasting twenty minutes. Yeah. It's actually negating any benefit. Yeah. So now, if you know that you've done a test on it, you've got the results and it's study the data. Right. All right. Okay. We've studied the results. That's no benefit. Let's take it out and use twenty minutes for something else. Yeah. It's finding it's because. At the most basic definition, what is a coach's job? To make people better. Make people better. Yeah. So would you then be looking at essentially treating everything? See, in my head, right, like I'm hearing fitness test of like the bleep test or something. Like yeah. how, many time, how many times can you do something over a certain time? But you're yeah. talking now about like just drills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So would you basically treat every drill or exercise as a test over a certain amount of time? Like I mean, essentially, everything's a test. Yeah. Um, every time you stay, every time you do it. There's an old saying that um, testing is competing, competing is testing, and right. it's that way that if you want to get the ultimate test of anybody, put them into competition. Yeah. If you want to test how good a boxer is, put them in the ring. Aye. Um, every drill he does. Is going to get tested when <laughs> that guy's other trip that other person's going to try and knock him out. Yeah, I suppose. I um, so every drill was a test, and it's, it's starting to look at drills and going, "Why are we doing that drill?" Yeah. Even different warm ups I give people, the kind of barbell complex that we're doing. Yep. How do you feel after it? God. God. But <laughs> within about a minute, you've recovered. Ah, you recovered quite. Like. So it gets the heart rate up. We work pretty much every movement of the body. Yeah. There's pushing. There's pulling. There's kind of hor- there's, there's horizontal and vertical push pull movements. Yeah. There's a squat. There's a hinge. So it covers all the basic movements. Yeah. There's the bracing for the overhead squat as well. So 
you're, you're hitting every part of the body and mm. afterwards you kind of go oh I gave that like, kind of warm up routine uh, similar routine to Alan right and he's with the barbell stuff and he's like oh, man after doing overhead squats I mean they kill me but afterwards my oh, overhead fixation and the kettle feels better yeah there's your test aye he's done he's done an activity afterwards and he feels benefit benefit from it yeah. so there we go and it's, it's I think it's just the wording more than anything else yeah. it's got that connotation of a test An whereas like result, if I, yeah yeah if I'm if, if we're doing that kind of barbell complex I'm not thinking of that as a fitness test because mm. I'm not trying to compare it day to day yeah. I'm just doing it to warm up and get moving and stuff I'm not mm. like I think if you were standing with a stopwatch beside me going uh-huh. how quickly can you do two rounds of this then it becomes more of a we, test we for can me compare it and we can compare it in time or for that what's a warm up to do is to prepare the body yeah so how does your body feel when you don't do it and you go in and lift as Aye. opposed to how do you feel after you've done it yeah. well I know when I come in to do overhead squats from my training session afterwards I feel a hundred times better because that routine's just warmed up the movement a yeah. little bit and you go right that's and a test does it work yes or no that's essentially is it is it a tick in the box or an X mm-hmm. does it make you feel better yeah, yeah. does it the, the result or the, the test on a warm up is does it prepare you for the activity right do we feel ready for it aye yeah so and again, that, that word, is, again, it's the whole kind of language we use. If you mm-hmm. say test, people go, oh. Yeah. Even in kettlebells, people would freak out. I'm like, right, you guys, you're going to do a test set on Friday. Oh. And you freak out. And then you go, right, guys, we're going, to do a, we're going to do a control set. And you go, what? What's a control set? And I went, right, I want you to go seven minutes. And I want you to control the pace of 10 reps a minute. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right, okay. And you're going with a totally different mindset. Aye. Or we're just going to check your progress and see how you're getting on. And you word it. Even if I say, right, we're going to do one rep max deadlift today. Yeah. You go, oh. Yeah, because in your head you're thinking, right. I, need, I need to really go for this. I need to build mm. this up and if you turn aim for a, say, new, guys, a new target. Aye, we're going to keep deadlifting today. If it feels good, we'll add a bit more weight on. Yeah. I, 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 it it's does. the same thing, but yeah. just totally wording it different. And again, it can put the athlete in a different mindset. It does put you in a different mindset. Mm. It absolutely does. Because like, mm. again, the other week when we were in on a Saturday morning, doing the trap bar deadlifts and stuff, and it was that case of like, we'll do triples, once it gets to a certain point, we'll just do doubles and singles and we'll just keep going until, until it doesn't work anymore. Because right. you are effectively then still trying to do a max lift. Max lift, aye. Deadlift, but you're not going, we're going to test your one rep max today. Aye. So you don't go in with that, fuck, right, okay, I need aye, to really... That, that nervous energy can wipe you out before you even start. Yeah, I, I suppose it's a kind of double-edged sword, isn't it? Because a lot of the time you can harness that nervous energy yeah. and channel yeah. it and, 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 and pull more, but it's just, it, it again, can, mindset, aye. isn't it? It depends, depends how you react on, to it. It depends on the individual and it's, that kind of leads into the next point of when you're testing it's not just a case of a blanket test and all let's say for example take sport A has test A mm-hmm. no there's got to be like 20 different tests and people yeah. go what do you mean well and I don't know if you've seen the Beasted TV show it was on last night the first episode with no. Eddie Hall um, Eddie Hall and a guy Chris I know um, when was this where was this one it's on Facebook on kind of watch TV thing oh, right. it's on it's on Eddie Hall channel it's like 12 oh, that's minute all, episode that's all about too high tech for me man I'm still old school I still watch things on actual telly but um, what it is is they basically take these random punters and it was this guy oh my dad died of kind of poor health and stuff and I want to be fit and healthy now right okay so we're going to Eddie Hall beat him for a training session they do do a fitness test on him like he's one rep max deadlift bench press um, and he'd done like a 220 kilo deadlift he's a big guy and then we'll give you a training programme we'll give you your diet and all that and you'll come back in six weeks and we'll do a test again now, here's for where the problem lies. If you're taking somebody that's untrained, now if that guy can do a 220 kilo deadlift, he knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. He's done something before. Yeah. You, you don't just pull 220, having done nothing. No. Um, 
but they tested the guy deadlift bench press um, like, I think it was like chest press shoulder press and stuff so it was a battery of tests yeah then at the end of the six weeks they brought him back in and went yeah your worst lift was your shoulder press you only managed six reps with it we're going to test that now and put him in oh he done like 18 reps right well well I'm sorry but your test parameters are all way off because you brought him in fresh he's had six weeks of training so yeah there's going to be improvement yep but he's come in fresh if I ask you to deadlift after an hour of training how much of the time ah, to right, deadlift? Okay, right, I see what you mean. So the, the, when they tested it the first time, it had been after lots after of other all, things. When they tested it at the end, it was mm. just that. Aye, if right, I okay. tested you on deadlift, back squat, bench press, with big heavy weights, you got 100 and, I think it's 140 kilo bench. Dick. And you're going, right, so you've pushed these big numbers out, there is, of course there's going to be an impact into your body. Yeah. From that, so don't then come in and then test it, and because again, it's... Just like that Game Changers documentary, it's totally skewed the information. You look, wow, look at the change. Right. No, no. Test it the same. It has to be the exact same parameters. Yeah, that's that's the kind <clears> of standard <throat> for any test, isn't it? Yeah. You have to have like certain conditions you meet, otherwise your your evidence is screwed. It's still screwed. Aye, it's false evidence. You're yeah. going Aye, there has been a, a three-time improvement, but is it a true improvement? Yeah. No, because what if you tested shoulder press fresh the first time? What would these numbers have been then? Mm-hmm. It might only be an eight or nine, but it's still, aye, it's, it's still a different representation. Yeah, I think that's where a lot of the problems lie with it, and it's in the same. And I kind of thought to myself, right, you're taking six punters in. I want to watch the other five episodes, right? right. Um, I, I think the next one's out next week, and it's going to be interesting because if you actually look at, I was saying about sport A and test A, if you test everybody the same, yeah, <laughs> you're leaving yourself wide open because you've got to look at the the person's age, both physical age and training age. Mm-hmm. If you take someone who is 12 and you try to test them in a one rep max deadlift. <laughs> Not the no. best. One, the chances are I don't know the technique. Two, their body is going through massive growth hormonal changes and stuff at puberty. Yeah. All their growth plates changing. You would just wouldn't do it. Yeah. Same, if you take a 65 year old, are you going to test them in a one rep max? Oh, no, because, you know, first off, to assess them, you're like, no, because what's the, what is the risk and reward that we spoke about when that guy doing the bench press with a suicide grip and he dropped the barney's chest? Still haven't watched it. You need to. Don't want to. Where, where is the benefit of taking, I say, a 65-year-old person that's maybe never trained that much and getting them to do a deadlift? Yeah. They've maybe spent their whole life working in an office. Ping, snap, there Aye. you go. You fucked her back. What about if you get a professional athlete in their late 20s? Aye. Test it then. Yeah. But even then, would you test one rep max? Mm, probably a three rep max or two rep max because you'll get a true representation. So what's what's the benefit of doing like a three rep max over a one rep max then? Minimal injury risk. Right, because it's lighter weight? Aye, slightly lighter, but you'll be able to see if they start, if they can nail two, if you can do two or three reps, it'll give you a more accurate representation and, but at the same time, minimising injury risk. Right, okay. So you can, you can sort of, I mean, that's why, look, you'll hear me saying kill it if I'm seeing you doing a one rep max you're like no get spotter bars in because you just don't want to take that risk it's yeah. not worth it it's, and again it's, I was talking to a girl that I'd done some coaching with on Sunday there and she's like oh I was just reading your book about um, kind of squat training protocols see is it the 80% is that one rep max do you mean 80% of what you can lift for one rep and I went yeah but what I really mean is 80% or, or the best way to look at it is 80% of your one good quality rep Aye. 
We all know that we can do add an extra five kilos in our deadlift and do it with a rounded back, buckling knees, <laughs> shaking like a shitting dog. Yeah, did you deadlift that way? Yeah. Did you deadlift it with good technique? Uh-huh. No. And it, so it's almost like a one kind of one QRM, one quality rep max. That's an ego thing, though, isn't it? Oh, People aye. want to add that extra five yeah. kilos or ten kilos on and go, oh, I did a one, 180 or whatever else, you know? It's, it's like, well. Anybody mm. that sends me their plans online, oh, what did you get for your one rep max? Oh, right, 100 kilos, right, I'm going to take it as 90. Aye. What? I'm taking it as 90 because the chances are if you really pushed it, your technique probably broke down. Right. And then if you then base it off the, the, what they've said is a true one rep max, mm-hmm. Chances are you're starting a little bit higher than you should be, so you miss that chance to really nail the technique. Yeah, and it's it's just it's not going to be benefiting from the long term run. Aye, um, it just it just does my head in. You're like, no, just be honest, remove the ego, train right. There you go. Yeah, that's again, that's all mindset, isn't it? It's the same as we're talking about with the other stuff. It's just in your head, you. Even though it matters to literally no one, no one cares. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You just were like, oh, well, I benched. I benched. It's like me saying my one rep max on bench is 120. It's like, aye, it was a year ago. Yeah, so the numbers now. <laughs> it's not right, now. We'll need to look at other numbers so you can, what's your three, two, three or five rep max? Right, we'll look at those numbers yeah, and work yeah. from there. But people just have this like mythical number in their head a lot of the time and refuse to accept that it might be different from and that. It's a whole when you speak to a 40 year old guy, yeah, I was a black belt. I'm a black belt. All right. How much are you? Well, I've done it when I was nine. Aye, this is it, yeah. It's like, well... It's, like, okay. it's, it's not like being the president where you're always the president, do you know what I mean? Aye. You're like, mm-hmm. Okay, pal. But, so you've got to look at from the start of the test, you're going, right, is the test... What, what is it we're testing and why? Is it age and population specific? Like, there's no point in, like, say, one rep max deadlift for a 12-year-old. Yeah. Um. What is it you're testing and why? Well, is it what what are you going to do with the data? What does it tell you? Yeah. How is it going to make you a better? Is getting better at uh, doing a hundred push-ups in a minute going to make you a better footballer? Mm-hmm. Or can we find something? Excuse me. Can we find something more beneficial to test? Aye. And then what do you, what the hell? The, this is the biggest bit. Because I said to be like, right? So after the fitness test, what do they do? What do you mean? Well, what do they do with the results? It's like okay. You got better push-ups. And what? Aye. Right, okay. So now and again, it's a kind of PDSA approach of like you plan, plan, do, study, act. Right. Plenty of people, they'll usually plan it. Most people just do it. Right? Yeah. They show up, oh, let's just do a push-up test tonight. Right, go guys. Did you record the results? Uh, no. Right, so you never planned the session because if you did, if you did plan it, before you do it, you make the plans what are we going to do? We're going to do push-ups, right? Are we going to record the data? Mm-hmm. Did you do any data? No, no, no. Study the data. Don't be blinded by it, but study it and go, all right, wait a minute here. So you could look at the push-up numbers. So again, we'll take my daughter's netball team. Next couple of weeks, we'll do their fitness test, we'll do their push-up results, and if you're looking at a bit of paper and you'll see 20 names. Okay? I was yawning, sorry. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I do it quietly. Oh, today, training's going to be fun today. <laughs> so, you then... Abby, the, Abby and her team then come in, they do the push-up challenge and there's a bit, there'll be a bit of paper with their names on it and it'll be numbers, it'll be test one, say from six weeks ago, 20 push-ups, test two, say 25. Yeah. But really, what he's changed in that time? Well, there's five extra push-ups. Were they of all to the same standard? What, yeah. are, the, what are the kind of, like, the, like you say, the standards that they put in to yeah. maintain quality? Did they progress from doing five 
from one full body push up to twenty or one full body push up into nineteen from the knees? Yeah. Or did they go from eight full body push ups into seven uh, into eighteen from the knees? And you're going well. They've improved their overall number, but they've also improved the full body push ups as well. Yeah. So there's a lot more into data, but you've got to study it. Aye, which I suspect, Aye. and I could be wrong. They won't have. They won't. There's no <laughs> way they'll do They're it. just going. This is going to kill ten minutes and get them warmed up a little bit. Yeah. And then any parents that hear about it, well, fitness testing, well, that's a good club. Yeah. And it is, on paper, but again, like we've talked about the Game Changers documentary and think, read past the headline, actually yep. think, stop and think. Aye. Oh, all right, no, that's not actually serving any benefit. Wait a minute. So what about the numbers and the push-ups, right? How many of them can actually do a push-up properly? Yeah, sure. I mean, surely that would be more beneficial than just teaching everyone how to do a proper push-up. Yeah. Instead of just doing, all right, you can't do a proper push-up, well, just do as many as you can shite cheating ones. Mm-hmm. What I mean, what exactly, what benefits that creating? Aye. I mean, again, I'm, I'm saying this is a genuine question. Like, if you're doing push-ups on your knees, does that have any real benefit? Push-ups from your knees, yeah. I mean, if you can't, what what that tells me is you've not got the, the core strength. You might not have the arm strength as well. Yeah. Or it could just simply be, um, there's a boy I was working with, you know, I can't do, I can't, I can only do push-ups on my knees, and I'm going, you're a big strong lad. No, you can. It just it wasn't tapping into the right muscles. Right. So fix the technique. Yeah, surely they'd be better teaching them Aye. how to do that first. Fix them. Fix the technique. Show them the correct way to do it, and teach them how to apply tension into the body. Yeah. And all of a sudden he was going, like, boom, rather try two, boom, boom. Well, there you go, mate. You've Aye. just from saying you couldn't do it, you've now just done a few. Yeah. Oh. And again. It's like you walk into your house, oh, it's dark in here. It doesn't mean there's no power in the house, it just means maybe the fuse box needs to slicks on. Aye. Flick the switch. And it's about how to access the kind of correct, the correct strength. Most yeah. people have got the strength to do it, they just don't know how to correctly position their body and access it all and make it all work together. Aye. And it's just, you think with the fitness testing, like, what is the benefit? Yeah. If you're bringing someone in and they want to lose weight, what is the benefit of doing a one rep max back squat? Hee haw. Really? Hee haw? It's all, it, all it tells you is, well, they can do a 100 kilo back squat. That is it. There's, there's no other real benefit to it. Yeah. Are you programming a lot of squats in their training? Officer, oh, it's an Olympic lifter. Right, okay. That gives us some numbers. If you're if you're doing a... Like, take Dan John, for example. He had a part of his college program for the American footballers, or the kind of the track and field athletes. I think it was American footballers. And what they were doing was, he would say, right, guys, here is the minimum standard. Uh, two hundred pound bench press, two hundred pound. Uh, give me that in proper money. So we'll round up. So like a, I think it's like a ninety two, ninety two and a half kilo bench press. Right. A ninety two and a half kilo front squat. Yep. Uh, double body weight deadlift or like a double body weight deadlift. Okay. And then like a body weight shoulder press. <sighs> yeah. <And> more, <laughs> so go, so close. Uh, it's like tick tick tick. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> and what it is is looking at and it's like oh was it a, is it advanced lift is it big numbers yeah no but what it does is if you you've got somebody that can do a let's see a 250 kilo bench press mm-hmm. but their front squat is only 40 kilos aye it tells you there's an imbalance there they're yeah. like that ain't right and it's looking at that balanced approach there's no point in having a Formula One car with three phenomenal um, tyres on it than a wee budget tyre in the back, right? Yeah. <laughs> so he's looking for a kind of a, a benchmark base level. Yeah. And then if you go above that in any of your lifts and stuff, then you want to try and keep them all yeah. it's to having, the same kind of ratio. Kind of having set ratios, so you know that 
they're going to be a, they're more likely to be a balanced athlete. So yeah. there's if you're if you're all if you're very very much kind of all like see the guys are all f- kind of muscle uh, mirror muscles. Yeah, they're all bench and bicep or yep. uh, chest and bicep heavy. And they're all kind of curled Aye. up at the front, but they carry deadlift forty kilos. You're like that. Well, you're an injury risk because there's too much. If you think you're balancing on the scales yeah. and you tip too much one way, Aye, it's just all front loaded. Yeah. yeah. So try to find that balance and performance that you know that your body's resilient enough to yeah. actually move that there's balance throughout all the performance. Aye. Um, it's the same in Olympic lifting that the numbers in the day is important so you know that <clears throat> if you can do I think it's I need to double check the numbers but I think for like your overhead squat your overhead squat should be bigger should be 10-15% bigger than your snatch number. Right. Because you're not, if you don't take the bar off the rack, power jerk it, or kind of power jerk from behind the neck, and yep. you overhead squat it, you're not having, to, you're removing that aspect of throwing it up off I the know, ground, over the head and catch it. Right. You've, you've already got it, you're not having to worry about stability, so you should be stronger. Yeah, yeah. If you've got a clean and jerk, and you've got someone that can clean and jerk 100 kilos. Yep. The front squat should be about 115, 120. Right, Okay. Because again, they're not having to worry about clean. If you can just unrack it, you yep. should be able to squat heavier. Right. If somebody comes out and they're hun- if they've got if you get a guy that can clean and jerk a hundred kilos, but his front squat's only a hundred kilos. Yeah. You know his numbers are lacking. If you've got somebody who again hundred hundred kilos for, um, clean and jerk, the front squat's a hundred, but their uh, but their jerk's a hundred and forty. Yeah. Well, that tells you I was right. They're strong in a jerk. But they're weak on the front squat. The front squat is lagging behind. So the numbers, the numbers can give you a lot of information. Yeah. But again, it's looking at that information and going right. What does it mean? And how do we change it? Aye, it's about aye, as you say, it's about doing these things for a reason and actually mm. studying the results you get instead aye. of just doing it to tick a box and kill some time in aye. a training session. And a big thing I've always kind of looked at is the weakest link. So you can look at the whole performance and go right. What went first? What yeah. what kind of re- what did you really struggle with first? Right. Ah, well, I struggle. Like, take. You could take farmer's walks, for example, right? Simplistic exercise. All oh, right, um, my grip went first. All right, cool. That's fine, right? We need to work on your grip. Yep. How did your legs feel? Oh, no, my legs were fine. What about your, your stomach muscle, your core, back? So, oh, no, they were okay. It was just my grip went my hands. Yep. Right, cool. We need to work on your grip strength. But if you pick a weight up, if you can hold it on your hands, okay, but you can't lift it off the ground. Right, okay. Your legs and your back are a bit weaker. Yeah. Oh, you're walking okay, but um, your back started around. Oh, your core, your back muscles are a bit weaker. We need to work on that, but grip is fine. Right. Aye, identify, identify, identify the weakest link. Go and work on that and see within four weeks of working on your weakest link, mm-hmm. you'll improve. Yeah. You raise that base standard. Yeah. And I think it's Louis Simmons from Westside Barbell talks about how if you're a, if you've got a 400 kilo deadlift, a 300 kilo back squat and an 80 kilo bench press. Yeah. You're an eighty kilo athlete. Aye, because that's the the weakest point. Aye. That's all we you don't can give do. a shit about how good you are. Other two, it's, yeah. Let's look at your weakest lift. Bang that up. But again, that that's that's down to good coaching and, and stuff like that, and, yeah. and having that sense of self awareness and um, not self assessment. That's tax, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Just being being aware of your own weaknesses. <laughs> that's coming up um, soon. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck, don't mind me. Um, just being aware of your own your own weak points and stuff like that yeah. and not having that ego of 
I'm a 200 kilo bench presser. Do you know what I mean? Everything else is shite, but I can bench 200 kilos. Aye. It's like, and, and again, the majority of people will just look at that, the, the positive all the time, which mm-hmm. is good. It's, yeah. it's good to be positive and stuff, but at the same it's time, the... you need to be self-critical. Self-critical, that's okay. the word I was looking for. Um, I know. Uh, just being aware of that. Yeah. Again, like, as a musician, you have to, I have to be like that all the time. I, I'll very, I can never ever come out of a gig going, that was a perfect gig. You could play really. I can play really well, and ninety nine percent of it generally will be good because it's mm-hmm. my job, and I expect I yeah. expect to be good, and people expect me to do a job. But it's the little things that will niggle at me. Do you know what I mean? And I I know within myself, then all right, I need to go and fix that. I need to go and work on that. Or even if it's just kind of aberration, you go all right, okay, why don't you watch out for that and try mm-hmm. and work on that right. aspect of my playing or whatever. But it's just it's being aware of these things, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And not just going, I'm fucking great. At this one thing, Aye. it's like the it's like the four stages of kind of, of like a four stages of like kind of performance, learning a skill, and it's you've got the first one which is unconscious incompetence. They don't know their shit. <laughs> <laughs> Blissful like There's a lot to be said for that. Then stage two is or the second level is you've got conscious incompetence. All right, I know, my t- I know, I know I'm shit. I know I'm shit. <laughs> I know I'm not doing something right. Yeah. I know that my... T- I know I'm clapping on one and three instead of two and four or something like that. Is Don't that- even joke. It's not funny. No, I get real annoyed. It doesn't <laughs> it's funny. You see folk, folk clapping in the jumping music, you just see all the musicians look at them and go... That's the sign of inbreeding right there, my friend. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> then you've got stage three, which is a kind of conscious competence. So they're now aware of what they're doing and they're able to do it. Yeah, and then kind of stage four, but you know, is it un- unconscious competence? So now, yeah. like, you take them in the world best. They look as if they're not even. They don't. Pff, it's so effortless to them. Yeah. Like when you when a ball's falling out the sky for a footballer, like Lionel Messi's not thinking. All oh, right, uh, control it. Yeah. It just boom pulls out of there. Yeah, that's when really somebody, actually. When somebody throws a punch at Floyd Mayweather, he's not thinking. Right hand hook. That's coming over here. Move my body to the right. Dip forward slightly. Yeah. Tuck my chin. Roll back. It just does it. Just do it. I was, I was watching a a video recently, it's a, a drum channel thing that I follow. It's the drummer called Gavin Harrison. It's like world class, amazing player, mm-hmm. right? But he was talking about the same sort of thing. It's like he's talking about like you want to perform at like if you imagine your brain's like a computer, do you know what I mean? He's performing at like seventy five percent of his mm-hmm. brain processing power. Yeah. So he's got all this stuff left where even though he's doing like mad shit, in his case he's not maxing himself out. He's still Aye. well within his comfort zone in terms yeah. of what he's playing. So it's just that that unconscious, just, yeah. I know what I'm doing, but I'm not thinking about everything. I'm not having to really worry about, shit, this really complicated bit's coming up here. Aye. He just does it because he's, he's, so, he's, he's performed at such so a high level. He's trained to that level. He's playing within his parameters. He's Aye. never trying to max himself out. And what is good about that, when you achieve that, and folk can I go, again, I've, take kettlebell lifting or, or martial arts like fighting if you can if you're at the point where you're having to think about every single rep like oh right breathe breathe one two three dip bump drop Aye. lock out exhale stand up inhale exhale inhale drop elbows in the right if you're having to think about that if something goes wrong you're at like you say you're at max brain capacity or yeah. processing power of going I've got nothing left to allocate to yeah You've got no emergency services in your body, and you can't. Your body can't dial nine 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 to come in and get somebody to help uh, you. Out here. But if you're like say you're operating at that seventy five percent, where the 
your first dip, your bump, your second dip, all that's natural. Yep. It then means that you've got that, you've got that 25, if something does go wrong, you can you analyse can, it. Ah, you can react. Aye. Um, like, for me, I find snacks really, really natural. And not easy, but I find the technique quite yeah. quite simplistic in the sense that when I'm, I remember at the World Championships, um, Kirsty's like, ah, stop looking at other scores. But I was looking at other scores because I know what I was doing. Yeah. But I'm like, that, right, they're on this number, they're on that number. I know I'm sitting in second place right now. I'm too far away from first, but that guy in third place, his numbers, and I was processing all the numbers from the adjunct scores yeah. and adding them up and going, right, I need to hit this score in order to still come second. Yeah. And it's having, whereas some people go, how can you add that up? Well, there's that little bit of mental reserve that you've got to be able to process that and information. And that, that just comes from experience, though. That just yeah. comes from years and years of doing it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Everyone has to go through all those stages yeah. to get to that last Aye. one. Do you know what I mean? You're, everyone's always going to start off being shite mm-hmm. and not really knowing that they're shite. Yeah. going, hey, oh, great. Great. Aye. And then like, going through like, that process of, all right, okay, I need to watch this and then all the rest like of the it. the majority you know I mean? of new personal trainers, most of them are at stage one. Yeah, yeah. I've got a qualification, so they think, oh, I must know what I'm talking about. And you're like, no. Oh. It doesn't work like that. And it's... You kind of al- there's almost that, and for me there's almost that hidden stage five, in Fogo. No, there isn't. There's only four stages. All the textbooks about learning and performance and consciousness all state there's four stages. I'm like no, there's that one where it's almost like that kind of. For me, the stage five is where you hit that level of kind of conscious awareness where you now go, I'm good. I can do all of that, but. I can still be better. There's still room for improvement that you know. Absolutely. Because yeah, too yeah, many I mean, folk hit that stage four and go, oh, no, no, no. I'm in my, like, like I say, bum, 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 bum. You know, all right, I can do that thing. Nah. So now, okay, like you say, you can walk out a gig and go, that was a good gig. But I can improve on this. Yeah. And for me, that's that kind of stage five where you're going, you know what? I'm good. I didn't have to think about it. Did it really tax me? No. I've got more in the tank and then trying to achieve that next level. Yeah, but as with anything, if you if you want to improve in any discipline or life in general, you need to keep pushing yourself. Aye. The minute you reach the point, I think we've talked about this before, the minute you reach the point in any aspect of your life where you go, cool, that's done, brilliant, oh. nailed it. <laughs> Just give up, man, do you know what I mean? Go, that leave, freaks, do something else. Aye, that freaks me out. I, I hate it. and mm-hmm. I, I see it all the time as a musician and you see it all the time in any walk of life people just be like oh cool yeah I've nailed this now I'm fucking brilliant at that man Aye. tools down like nah not a chance it's amazing number of personal trainers and coaches that you think oh I've done my course right so and and, and then <laughs> oh what was that movie and then and then oh, no was... and then what movie was that dude what's my, my tattoo car? say Sweet. What's mine say? Dude! What's my tattoo say? Sweet. <laughs> oh, oh, it did feel my car, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I love that uh, film, man. Uh, where's my car, dude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to watch that film now. Anyway. Sorry. Um, what were we talking about there? Aye. So, so many coaches kind of just go, right, uh, I've got my qualification. What else do I need to learn? Yeah. And you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> That's Everything. like a marathon. <laughs> For me, that's the equivalent of a marathon runner. They've just put their shoes on. You're just starting. Aye, you've been handed a pair of shoes. You need to, one, you need to put them on your feet. Two, you need to make sure they're on the right feet. Two, or three, tie your fucking laces. <laughs> Four, you need to count to three. Aye. <laughs> Four, 2.5. <laughs> uh, ish. 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 
And it, you're going right. You've not even set out the house yet, so and that's what they they live in that wee A four yeah. certificate of ah. I'm qualified. I'm qualified. I know everything now. No, no, no. Woo. It's like you're driving, passing a driving test. Does that teach you how to drive? Does it fuck? No, it teaches, teaches you how, how to pass, pass a test. A test. <laughs> and that's it. When do you learn to drive? Once you're on the road. Once you're on the road, time, eh? I, I get this with students all the time. It's like um, doing uh, external exams, like or even like exams in school and stuff like that. I think, yeah. oh, I've, I've, got my, I've got my grade five drum exam now. It's like, have you? Yeah, great. And? <laughs> whoop to do that, oh, that certificate will look lovely on your mum and dad's wall. Mm-hmm. It means dick. Aye. Do you know what I mean? I've never sat a grade exam in my life. It's <laughs> a stepping stone. It's yeah, it's, a, it's, a something, it's something nice to do and it's good Aye. practice, whatever else, but ultimately it teaches you hee-haw. What does, it, what does it teach you? Nothing. It teaches you or shows it that you passed that exam. shows you can study Aye. and learn something for an exam. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's no life experience here whatsoever. Uh, the personal anatomy and physiology stuff. The, the, the stuff's laughable right because honestly and hopefully I won't lose any business from this <laughs> <laughs> we can edit it so it's fine. but the benefit of it mm, to my job very 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 little right what was most of it memorising it yeah what I get more benefit from my PT was learning about massage right okay about this muscle pulls on here and stuff because they never really yeah they, they never went into that depth in the PT stuff it was really I mean I'm getting back cool. 18 years I think 18, mm. 19 years and old, a lot I've actually thought about going back and doing my PT qualification again oh really just because so much has changed in that time frame right okay um, like I said but no you'll go back and do your kind of drumming stuff again yeah. like, alright we're going to work on it I'm kind of curious to just see but right um, Aye. I'm thinking about it realistically but you're just thinking about it so you can go in and lord it over everyone for being stupid aren't you no, <laughs> so you can go pick no. holes in it <laughs> lecturer or shut up <laughs> but it's it's that way that most of the anatomy and physiology stuff it was just right the knee bones connected to the hip bones the hip bones connected to the and it's that's all that they were they teach you to memorise most yeah. of the exams they don't teach you to think they teach you to mem- memorise and regurgitate yep. because the, te- the the questions are basically worded the way the textbooks are written Yeah. so so long as you can memorise it and uh, look, an example I used my kids went to Commando Exfit and part of the, the, the kind of kids fitness class they were getting told they were getting taught about the bones in the body Right. and they're like that and they're going like that this is this, this is the clavicle, this is the humerus, this, and I went, right, okay, where's the femur, uh, uh, Colin, and your legs sir. where in the leg, femur, uh, that bit, that bit, that bit, <laughs> <laughs> I'm editing that first bit out, <laughs> the top bit, and sir. what it was, is they had memorised all the names, but in an order, the moment you hit a scrambled order, they didn't know. Aye. And I was like, so guys, what you've been taught, you've been taught to memorise, but not, you've not learned, you've memorised. Yeah. That's the difference, between memorising and learning, yeah. You learn where the, where the bones are, you learn where the muscles are, what they do. Don't just memorise an Aye. order. Here's a, a list of stuff. Yeah. Aye. And it, and that's the problem with a lot of industries. They can't think. They're taught to be, it's, again, it's that kind of machine belt, factory, conveyor belt yeah, it's style. It's mentality, isn't it? It's like, beep, next, beep, next, next. Yeah. No. 
stop and think. But a lot of, a lot of companies don't want their, their yeah, members no, of staff thinking for themselves. They don't though. want critical thinking people nah. when they're on their books because then they'll be like, wait a minute, that process is right, wait a minute, that, or it's not right. Yeah. They're us. They We're shafted here, They don't want minute. people getting questioned all the time. Aye. Right? And they don't want that because then it's going to cause an issue. And it's, again, it comes back to the whole, if we go back to the fitness testing, why are you doing it? What are you doing it for? And how are they yeah. going to benefit? Yeah. Question it. Question it, aye. Stop and think. I love it. I love it when my clients turn and go, why is it we're doing this? Or yeah. what, why, why are we doing it this way instead of that way? Aye. Awesome. Because A, it keeps me on my toes. Yep. B, um, it's, it shows me that they're hungry and they want to learn. Yeah, it means they're thinking about yeah, what they're doing they're and they're, they're not doing. just going through the motions. Yeah. And see, it means that I know, when if you say for example, I only trained you one day a week. Yep. It means that if you're asking, well, why am I having my back position like this when I'm doing uh, front squats? Or why is my grip here? Yeah. Or you do it for this, 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 this. All right, okay. And I know if you're doing, say, back squats or front squats later on in the week, I know that there's a good chance you're going to be consciously thinking about what you're doing and going, yeah. right, this is the right way to do it. I'm not thinking, oh, no, 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 no. I don't please, no. Yeah. Because <laughs> there's certain folk, when I train them here, there's certain exercises I will not give them away from here because... They, they, they think about 90% of the exercises yep. but there's like the 10% you're just going no you don't you don't pay attention to what you're doing so right. I'm not going to add that into the training when you're not being supervised it's like Brian on the bench it's like just Brian in general ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian in his bare arse ah uh, it's amazing the number of people that have asked me if it's been photoshopped it was wonderfully smooth it's so smooth it's outrageous it's I didn't notice it when I took the picture at the time but when you see the actual photo Amazingly smooth. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you hear the definition like smooth the baby's bum, but I'm pretty sure that's going to be changing soon to smooth as Brian's bum. Aye, it was like frictionless, man. I reckon mm-hmm. stuff would just slide off that. Aye. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, Nicola. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how how did you actually grab that? I mean, I I, I don't. That's the honest answer. Nor would I want to. I don't want to think about what Nicola grabbing Brian's ass. Well, I mean, she can grab it as much as she wants. Mm-hmm. It's her property, isn't it? Well, obviously she's grabbed it at least three times three kids. <laughs> Although judging by his facial expressions on his hip thrust, they definitely <laughs> they definitely either do it doggy or with the lights off. Because there's no way there's no way you could have sex with that face looking at you. <laughs> Pillow in the face. Just don't look at me. <laughs> Brian, we love you. Yeah, um, and again, thanks for filming that yesterday. Appreciate that, mate. Uh, right, payback. Payback and I see. I must have been unconsciously aware that you were being a dick when I was doing my front squats. I was filming your front squats quite normally. And then you the last in couple. My, then you zoomed in on my crack and started pinching my bum. See, to be fair, right? I didn't. Zo- I didn't mean to zoom in. I don't even know how I zoomed in. I just. I was holding the camera and I did the old pinchy fingers, and it just automatically zoomed in. I don't know if it's just your camera's super fancy. You must have just auto focused or whatever. Screen, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I, 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 I filmed them. You could still see your back squats, mm-hmm. front squats, front squats. They looked good, by the way. Felt good. They looked better than your ass. That's rubbish. Yeah. You need more thrusts. Kirsty, I'm coming home. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean those ones. <laughs> oh. Kirsty's like, come home if you want. Here's your elastic band. How about it? Doing a set of three is not going to help. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the power. All about the power. <laughs> Natural born sprinter. Aye. Oh, <laughs> Bye. Yeah. What? I'm just thinking of thrusting. Alright, gonna know. Plus, I'm acutely aware that when you came in here earlier on after taking bear out, you locked the door. What's that about? What, in here? Aye. Just so the door doesn't come open. Aye. 
sound, not for soundproofing and all that. Right, aye. Good. So people can't hear me screaming. <laughs> if anyway, FYI, listeners, if I'm not here next week, right? You can't I'm scream. Still locked like, in the changing room. You can't scream. With don't your say mouth it, man. Don't say it. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't say it. <laughs> That's horrendous. Uh, Right. How to turn a podcast from hey guys to (laughs) 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 Jesus. I like moving. Plumbed the depths already. I was alright. I took 55 minutes to get really horrendous. Yeah, that wasn't bad. We've been quite. It's quite sensible. That was quite quite sensible. I think. To be fair, I was asleep for like a good 40 minutes of that. <laughs> oh, you, you basically deep-throated the, the pop shield for the last 40 minutes. <laughs> uh, so really the coffee's kicked in a bit now. I'm all right. I've been th- I'm going to listen back to this and it'll just be like you talking for 45 minutes uh, and then me waking up for the uh, last 10. Uh, <laughs> uh, it'll be like five minutes to go and you go, hi guys, episode 33, <laughs> yeah. how are we? Here we go. What are we talking about? Um, no, I was good. Like, say, um, it was quite interesting mm-hmm. what, from reason, what I heard do you know what I mean it's, it's another reason why you should keep like a training diary and record what you're doing so absolutely again look at it look at your training diary are you progressing yep. yes or no yep is okay. it working yes or no I do this with students all the time keep a practice diary because otherwise are you practicing if, if you're practicing every day brilliant great but if you can look back in a week a month six months and go mm. alright cool I'm this much better Aye. ideally or if I'm this much worse then what the fuck's been going Aye. on for the past few weeks how yeah. can I fix that it's like Laura Laura was laughing because she's got her old training diary oh, she's militant with that training diary oh, isn't awesome. she Aye. it's great apart from the occasion she leaves it and we draw willies in it <laughs> but, um, but with Laura's first training diary she was telling me the other night she was laughing about it looking back and going aye Remember that? I mean, oh, I remember those training notes very well <laughs> because it was so many wee sad faces next to it. Oh, really? <laughs> what was just totally grim, but it was to get her ready for the world. And, Aye. and she's like, yeah, and I look back and I look back at those wee sad faces and I look at what I'd done and why and how there was a sad face next to it and I look at that and it's like a warm-up now. Yeah, it's the, go, like, so psychologically, yeah. that's a massive boost, isn't it? If you can go, oh, that was really tough back then, but Aye. now I'm absolutely smashing that, no bother at all. People when they ask for feedback again. It's a whole kind of plan, do, study, I think, that yep. study the feedback. Did you manage the three sets of ten? Yeah. How were they? Yeah. Not just... Did you manage them? It's not just that. Don't just provide a tick. Have, like, almost like... A, if you've got a training diary, or you provide notes, oh, yeah, I managed my three sets of ten, but the first two sets were great. The last set, oh, that was disgusting. Yeah. The last five of my last set, oh, technique was all over the place. Now you're telling me information I can work with. Yeah. Not just a tick. Because if you, if you put a tick next to three sets of ten, I'm thinking... Three three sets of good three sets of ten reps done well. Yeah. If you give me the feedback that the first two were good, but you really struggled with the last five, okay. Yeah. There's no point up in the weight right now because we still need to fix that wee bit. So the information's really really vital. My training notes were always highly detailed for you, Scott. Yes. I need to dig them out. They were hilarious. <laughs> they were hilarious. I can't even remember. <laughs> I remember them being quite profane. I was like, what the fuck? Thought I was fucking dying. Thought I was giving birth. <laughs> and that was warm up. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That's me getting out of the car. Aye. Um, it's been a while. It was good seeing you get out of the car today. Ah, uh, pretty much had to roll myself out of the car today. That's <laughs> what happens when you go away for the weekend. You skip training for three days and you just... Living the high life. Living the high life, aye. Too much rich food. Mm-hmm. I've said that. Sorry. Go on the The food was amazing. Steak tartare. Mm. Nice. It was awesome, mate. So good. I only really had um, 
brookies at the weekend made by Big Bear Bakery. Oh, aye, right enough. Check them out, folks. And we're going to get a sponsorship with them for the podcast Ooh. to go with our coffee. Oh, <laughs> I need to get you a brookie. Aye, Basically, you do. It's a, it's a hybrid of a brownie and a cookie. I'm um, fairly sure I specified quite clearly in that message. I expected one left for me yesterday. Do you honestly think yes. brookies are going to last that long? No. I'll get a wee order in them because the food, the stuff's amazing. The, yeah. I mean, the one he brought in for me to try was the brookie, so chop, kind of brownie cookie mix, and in the middle with a chocolate ganache and cream Oreo filling. Ah, I don't like Oreos. Mate, I don't like Oreos, but this was like a giant orgasm in my mouth. <laughs> wow. There we go. Brian's, presumably. No. <laughs> Did it have a slightly ginger tang to it? <laughs> Did it taste like iron brew? <laughs> that was a wee twang to it. <laughs> yeah, they sound great. Aye. Yes. Aye. Get some more for we'll next week. we got to order in for the German stuff. And Aye. Just get a wee Tuesday morning podcast order in. Get some freshly baked croissants in here. Mm, croissants. Up in this bitch. <laughs> Aye. Pay no chocolates. <laughs> good man that'd be lovely mm. nice to be civilised podcast with some fresh baked pastries on a Tuesday morning nah but that'd be creepy because all you're gonna, all people all the listeners would hear is us going mmm do that anyway mm. they'd probably prefer that to most of our chat to be fair I mean I'm sitting in the room with you and that's disgusting yeah do you know what I mean that's put your trousers back on sorry it's filthy what's the wee noise that Fee doesn't like love you Fee it's just uh, it's the dry mouth thing she doesn't like on microphones. Aye. People give it that in between every word. Was uh, do you ever listen to Jeremy Vine show on Radio Two? No, you've told me about this before. I had the doctor, Doctor Sarah Jarvis. She's brutal, man. She has a lot of good advice and all the rest of it, but like every word. Yeah, oh. it's brutal. <laughs> no cool. Absolute pet hate for feeling like people chewing with their mouth open and all that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> like a cow. Like, <laughs> anyway, I digress. Can we Aye. go? I need a pee. Okay, let's go. Alright. Find us all in the usual places. Aye, I was literally just about saying that. Right in my mind, mate. That was good. I feel like phoning the endings in these days. Man. Like, you know where to find us. You know where to find us. Aye. Spread the word, spread the love. Okay, okay, come on. If you're listening, give us some questions. Yeah, questions are good. Oh, we what, like questions. What, what would you like to Difficult hear? questions for yeah. Scott. Easy questions for me, because I'm a dumbass. I don't know what I'm talking about. What is two plus two? Don't I need to take my socks off. <laughs> uh, yeah, questions are good. Gives us something to go and actually research and find things out about. And stop us talking as much nonsense. I'll stop you talking as much nonsense. Uh, I barely spoke in today. It's because you were asleep. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> uh, yeah, so any questions, queries, or whatever else, give us a shout. Uh, and we'll talk about it. Aye. Yeah. Good. Let's go. And hopefully next week we'll have it ready to go to post episodes on YouTube because I'm just working out a couple of things with the camera. All right, okay. We're we going to do that. Be, we're going to try and go, not live, but we'll go ah, video just... recording for Facebook. So if you want to, or not Facebook, for YouTube. So Cool. Then you can watch it. me sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> but then we can't make, we can't even lean away from the mic and go, oh shit, right enough. Ah, right, so we'll, we'll need to organise that so we need yeah. <laughs> be very aware of what we're doing. We'll just take kind of timestamp notes and then we can put like, a, we can do blackouts on the camera. Yes. That's a good idea. 
We've got a wee bit. I know. I'll just set it up behind me so it can't see what I'm doing. Oh, you just get a wee bit, and I'll give you an odd, and you just hold up a wee black cardboard <laughs> and block out the camera. <laughs> just like one of those like sort of, uh, filtered fuzzy Aye. shape things. Cut to commercial. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that'd be good, oh, man. That'd be, that. quite, that'd be quite good. Um, and then anyone who's really bored can listen to us and see us sitting in a cupboard looking cold drinking coffee guys. drinking coffee aye, aye. <laughs> trying, to, trying to nap right cool uh, we'll be back next week yes aye. this month should this month's cool That's for the most part I think although I've got some teaching issues I need to resolve but I'll worry about that got, later never mind teaching you've just got a lot of I've just got a lot of issues I need to resolve generally speaking aye. Uh, yeah but I'll, I'll deal with that later right cool no. off skate bye bye have, have a nice week again. see bye. ya bye.